You are listening to The State of Sustainability, a podcast that highlights sustainability initiatives throughout the state and develops a casual conversation about environmental stewardship that the average person can understand and replicate. I'm your host, Caleb Powell. And I'm your co-host, Ashley Cabrera. So today we are going to talk about recycling. I know that we've had some talks about recycling in the past in some of our episodes, um, but we're going to go a little bit more in depth and talk about some misconceptions and some other things that you can do uh, alongside recycling to reduce your waste. So uh, recycling is the third step in the reduce, reuse, recycle um, terminology, I guess. Uh, And we're excited to have Chris Pienta from our office talk about not just the basics of recycling, like I said, but also how you can recycle smarter and reduce your waste overall. Yeah, so I think a lot of people are used to hearing, you know, make sure to recycle or used to seeing the label on so many things, but really there's so much more you can do before getting to the separate recycling. Um, And like Caleb said, uh, that's also what Chris is going to be talking about and putting into perspective uh, for us today. And also, Chris is a hoot to talk to, so you're in for a treat. Yeah, we're very excited. So uh, stick with us and we're going to have a good episode. All right, so I'd like to introduce our guest, Chris Pienta. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm well, Caleb. How are you? I can't complain. Uh, It's a little overcast here in Murfreesboro, but um, at least it's not raining. So um, I wanted to give a read a little bit of uh, Chris's bio uh, so you know who's who's here talking with us, um, and then... And then we'll get going with uh, the interview, if you will. Um, Christopher Pienta is an environmental program manager for the Office of Policy and Sustainable Practices. He is a Bachelor of Science in Environmental Science from the University of Tennessee and a Master's in Environmental Engineering from Vanderbilt University. Chris spent the early part of his career in consulting, working mostly on solid waste and remediation projects. Um, And since transitioning to his current career with the state, Chris has developed both an expertise with a passion for sustainability, particularly in the field of waste reduction and energy efficiency. He is one of the office's team leads and is responsible for managing several programs that focus on assisting state entities to improve their triple bottom line through implementation of sustainable practices. So Chris is always a, a great person to get to talk to. I uh, used to be, actually, if we were in the office, we would be sitting right next to each other. So I do miss getting to hang out with Chris. So it's nice to have you on, Chris. Well, it's great to be here. Uh, how long have you been doing this show now? Uh, wait, this is our 24th episode, so about two years. Almost almost two years, yeah. Wow. Well, uh I'm a little upset that it's taken this long to invite me on the show. Uh, I'm I'm willing to set aside my disappointment so we can have a a fun conversation today about recycling. Yeah, sorry, Chris. Uh, We just we we couldn't pencil you in until now, so we're glad that you you're accepting uh you're accepting it and and um, willing to to come onto the show. Great to be here. So. Like you probably just heard in my uh, little bio that I read for Chris, he's been has a, quite a bit of experience with sustainability, um, especially with like waste reduction and um, and and recycling. So that's why we wanted to have Chris on here to talk about um, 
you know, maybe some misconceptions or, you know, how to, to be more efficient with your recycling. So, um, I, I guess we can just sort of, everyone sort of knows what recycling is, but Chris, could you go into depth a little bit more about what is recycling and then like, what are some misconceptions that people might have about recycling? Sure. Um, yeah, so just a straight dictionary definition of recycling. It's like the process of collecting and processing materials that would otherwise be thrown away as trash and you're turning them into new products. Um, but speaking more in general terms and just a general overview of what recycling means to country, I guess. Um, it's really been over the last several decades the, the, the country's primary um, solution to addressing its solid waste management issues. Um, Americans have continued to consume more and more stuff each year, and as the population continues to grow, the waste problem has continued to grow with it. Um, EPA actually just recently released their um, their U.S. solid waste data for 2018, and that includes like the total amount of municipal solid waste generated in the U.S. and how much of that was actually recycled. Um, the total amount of municipal solid waste in 2018 was 292.4 million tons, um, which equated to 4.9 pounds per person per day. Um, Y'all want to make a guess of like what percentage of that actually got recycled? One mm. percent. <laughs> a little higher. We're not that bad. <laughs> Maybe like twenty percent. It is roughly twenty-four percent. So about sixty-nine million tons of that two hundred ninety-two million. Um, and that that number has actually remained fairly consistent over the past. 20 years, so it's it's good that we're able to maintain that, but it would be nice if we could actually continue to grow that number. Um, now, another question, let's see, you thought you guys were the only ones asking questions in this interview. Um, so do you think Tennesseans are doing better or worse than the national average of that 4.9 pounds per person per day? I'm going to say worse. I'm obviously pessimistic today. You are very <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that we're doing better. You're actually doing worse. Oh. Yes, I got it right this time. <laughs> you did. Uh, we we do generate a lot of waste here. Um, in 2018, the 6.8 million Tennesseans produced 8.1 million tons of waste, and that equates to 6.56 pounds of waste per person per day, so roughly 30% more than the national average. So we've got a lot of work to do here in, in Tennessee for sure. But, but there are there are definite benefits to recycling. Um, it, reduce, it, it reduces the amount of waste that gets sent to landfills or incinerators. Uh, it helps conserve our natural resources like timber, water, minerals uh, it increases our economic security reduces pollution uh, by reducing the need to collect new raw materials saves energy um, 
create jobs. So there's there's a whole bunch of benefits to recycling. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue to work at it uh, and do a better job moving forward in the future. Uh, and I think you had followed up with the second question in there, talking about what are uh, some of the misconceptions that people have about recycling. Um, you know, I guess one one misconception is that uh, people think that with recycling that everything is recycled. There's there's a lot of things that are, but there also are a lot of things that are not. And when people try to recycle those items, that's when it creates the biggest problem that we have with recycling, which is contamination. Uh, so yeah the problem really starts because people are just confused about what they can actually recycle there's no real consistency within recycling program within states or within the country or even within cities Uh, so yeah let me let me ask you another question like do you all have uh curbside recycling so i used to but um they went out of business and i don't know if that had to do with um, you know, it was a little bit before the whole uh, COVID-19 thing, um, so we c- can't blame it on that, but I think it was just, um, from what I had heard, um, you know, what you just said, contamination really was hurting them. Uh, a lot of their recycling that they were picking up, um, they were having to actually discard and, and put into the landfill because of the contamination. And, you know, going back to what you just said, I think it's not, a, a lot of people just have this um, hope that everything can be recycled. And then if they just throw it in there that, you know, they're not having to worry about it, but they think that it will be able to be recycled or the, 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 the curbside company will be able to, um, sift through it and get it all recycled. And so, you know, I I think it's not, there's just a a hope and a, a misunderstanding that it will get to the place that it can be reused. Um, I know like, some of my friends, they like, I went over to one of my friend's house and they had a hose pipe in their recycling. And I was like, uh, this can't be recycled really. (laughs) So, um, it, it, but, but, you know, like you were talking about, it's just, I don't want to say ignorance. It's just the not knowing, you know? Right. Yeah. And and there's a name for those people. They're called wish cyclers. And, um, yeah, like their, their heart is in the right place. They want to, recycle things but uh, yeah they again due to that lack of consistency on what can actually be recycled and what can be collected uh, from state to state or city to city it's difficult for people to to understand what they can be throwing away yeah like I, I have curbside recycling but what can be put in that container compared to what I can throw away like in our workspace it's, it's different so why is it different not necessarily sure but uh, yeah just again that lack of consistency can create that that confusion so yeah and there's a lot of those common unrecyclable items that people get confused about like paper towels they, people think okay they're paper so you can recycle paper but no, the paper towels are a certain low grade that they, they can't be recycled. And then other things like plastic bags, like people again think, 
Well, it's plastic. You can recycle plastic, right? Um, actually, you can't. Well, you can, but they have to be separated and sent somewhere else. Um, and so, yeah, and they do create issues at the uh, recovery facilities and get tangled up in their machinery and create all, all kinds of issues there. So, um, yeah, and, and once you get some of those items within your recyclables, um, it can basically contaminate that that whole uh, bag or container of recyclables and potentially just get completely thrown away, which, yeah, is a shame because, uh, yeah, you don't want to be getting, getting rid of all that when it's just because of one or two bad, bad items. Uh, uh, yeah, but then there's also, um, you have to prepare your, your recyclables as well. Like, you can't just take a like a Pepsi bottle or something and maybe drink two-thirds of it and throw away the rest. No, you need to um, empty it, you need to clean it, and then let it dry as well and make sure you have nice, clean um, material for that can be recycled. Um, yeah, so remove any food waste from any packaging, that sort of thing. Make sure it's clean and dry or else that's also consider contamination otherwise as well so yeah that that's that's the biggest issue uh it's it's out there uh, as far as recycling goes is contamination so uh yeah but as far as like what the biggest misconception is uh, i would think that's actually that recycling is just our sole solution to reducing our waste yeah, it's, it's something that's been publicized and advertised a whole bunch, and uh, everyone knows about recycling, but there's actually a lot of other things we can do that can help reduce our waste footprint. Yeah, and that actually goes right into the next question I was going to ask you, Chris. Um, it, is recycling the best method to reduce waste? Um, you know, you hear the three, reduce, reuse, recycle. And so those are the three things that you, you, you everyone automatically goes to. Um, and like you said, recycling is, is the thing that I think the, the public has in their mind as that's how we're going to reduce the volume going to our landfills, you know, prolong the lives of the landfills and, you know, but, I, but. So, so you're here to say that that recycling might not be the best method to reduce waste. Yeah, well, recycling is great. It's it's one of the ways that we can reduce our waste and keep keep it out of the landfills. But uh, yeah, like you just mentioned, there's there's the saying yes, reduce, reuse, recycle, and there's a reason why recycle is the last one because these other ones would um, be what you're doing in the first place um so yeah are you all familiar with um the national sword if you ever heard of the national sword policy yeah is that is that is that like the china ban <laughs> yeah yeah um so basically back in 2018 uh, china enacted this yeah national sword policy which 
effectively banned all imports of most um, waste materials. And historically, U.S. and other countries have been sending all of their uh, material, like those soiled and contaminated materials that they're uh, sending over there and basically overwhelming their processing facilities and threatening their country with a major environmental problem. So, uh, yeah, China eventually said enough that you're not going to be able to do that anymore. So, uh, yeah, so so that's, that's the reason why, again, we can't solely depend on recycling. And um, obviously because we were sending all that material over there and not really having to worry about it, making it their problem, I, do you think we were doing a good job of creating an infrastructure here in the U.S.? No, we were not. So, um, yeah, so what we've had to do is since then, the last two or three years, we've had to look internally about, okay, what can we do to develop our own domestic markets and create our infrastructure to provide this, uh, this recycling national recycling program i guess um and yeah because we haven't done it um in the past because we've just been sending it overseas there right now there are there aren't many easy or cost-effective opportunities to deal with it so um yeah it's really hit like small and rural communities hard in their recycling operations many of them shut down um just don't have markets for their waste and uh, yeah so they're closing down the recycling centers and uh, yeah that's it's leading to more of the recyclables just ending up in the landfills or incinerators so um, hopefully this is eventually going to be a good thing like yeah when it first happened like oh what do we do now but hopefully it's going to be a, a catalyst for change and uh now that we've got this new growing mountain of trash, uh, we're going to be forced to invest in domestic recycling programs that have just been underfunded for way too long. And uh, there's also new improved technologies that are out there that help make the recycling process more efficient um, and that can help sort materials better and reduce that contamination. Um, and using these new technologies, that's going to increase the efficiency and help reduce the price of recycled materials and allow them to be used for more applications in more markets. Um, and there's also other recycling technologies such as plastic pyrolysis and catalytic depolymerization that could also further strengthen end-of-life options for plastic waste. Um, uh, this this allows plastic to turn back into like its raw material, like such as oil, or it can be burned as fuel or chemical feedstock uh, to make new plastics. And actually, in 2019, Tennessee passed a bill supporting uh, the building of facilities for this advanced type of recycling that converts plastic into these raw materials. Um, and we 
Cycling Today reported that in Tennessee, if we can just convert 25% of the state's post-consumer plastics into this feedstock and, and fuel uh, it could support eight advanced recycling facilities and generate $264 million in economic output annually. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, opportunity there. Uh, again, we just haven't done a good job in the past, so it's going to take us a while to build that infrastructure and in our own country and within our own state and cycle. Yeah, it's 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 funny whenever um, the that ban, uh, the plastic ban, or the sword, or was it called the? You just said it, the sword. Uh, yeah, whenever that first happened, everyone was like, "Oh no, like this is the worst thing ever." And you know, it 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 did put a strain on our markets and uh, our infrastructure, but it sort of, like you said, forced us to realize we need to be doing better. We can't just pawn off our contaminated waste or contaminated recyclables to a different country for them, you know, just get, you know, hand it off for somebody else to worry about. It's not our problem anymore. Um, so yeah, I think it made things really difficult, but it also put into perspective that we've got some work to do um, and we should already be... Um, coming out with those tech, those innovative technologies and stuff like that. Um, I actually did some research not too long ago f on um, laser um, sorting machines. They've got, um, using all different types of um, lasers and um, they, they, actually there's a, um, it's quite expensive, but there's these sorting machines that use water, magnets, uh, for and to be able to sort all different types of recyclables. Um, so that's exciting. I'm excited to see where that technology goes. Um, there's also a quote that goes back to what you were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, Lincoln Young, uh, the Tennessee Recycling Coalition's president, he made a quote a couple years ago talking about um, just changing your mindset. And he said, the key to survival in um, the recycling market is the generator of the recycled commodity must see themselves as a supplier. So think of yourself not as, you know, throwing waste away or, you know, or the, when you're generating that plastic or your aluminum cans or your paper and cardboard, don't think of yourself as throwing something away. Think of yourself as, as a supplier for a, a new product. Um, and then so I went, that wasn't all in his quote. That first part was just his quote, and I was just sort of explaining it. But And then he says, uh, you have to act like you're creating a, a product for, uh, for purchase from a buyer. They have to turn the switch in their mind from, from an entity that is packaging trash to a supplier that is making a product. So I thought that was really cool because you that's where the change is going to come, I think. Changing your mind as in not throwing something away, but creating a... a, a it's not a virgin material, but a, a material that can be used as something else. So you have to make that as clean as possible and it's sorted into, um, you know, the, the categories or the, um, you know, like, like you said, trash bags, it needs to be only trash bags. Cause if, if trash bags are put with other, um, harder plastics, then like you said, it can just destroy that whole bell and it needs to be just thrown into the landfill. So, um, 
I, I really enjoyed that quote, and I think it really had to do with, um, you know, what you were talking about. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's um, that leads into what I was actually going to talk about next. And, yeah, really wanting to focus on changing, changing people's mindset about how they think about waste, not as trash, but as an actual resource. Uh, and what we've been doing at TDEC within our Office of Policy and Sustainable Practices uh, is wanting to respond to these increasing challenges in the waste management system and provide an opportunity for change. And um, so, yeah, we want we wanted to think more holistically about um, solid waste and going beyond recycling. So what we created was what we call the Zero Waste Tennessee Program. And yeah, the, the program is designed to help inform Tennesseans on how to make better choices and rethink the way that they manage, they manage waste. Uh, we want to encourage Tennesseans to focus on reducing their waste by being aware of where it comes from, where it's going, and then also to make those responsible choices along the way. Uh, so we've actually set up several resources on our, on our webpage uh, as part of our Zero Waste Tennessee program that are available to everyone. And those resources include a guide to understanding zero waste, which is just a, a general guide that includes like what, why we need this change, what the key principles are to zero waste, and then uh, and the numerous benefits to zero waste also. And then we have a consumer guide to zero waste, which is a more detailed guide for Tennesseans to help them incorporate waste-reducing practices into their everyday lives. And then we also have um, Zero Waste Day, which... We had our first one last year, and do you all remember what day Zero Waste Day is? Either one of you, I'm going to be very disappointed. October, I know. October 26th? Oh, very close. October 27th. Ah, dang it. Okay. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just an awareness day um, where people can take our Zero Waste Challenge and reduce their waste uh, by following the challenge guidelines and um, yeah so the way it works is we have our zero waste hierarchy which is made up of five different steps you have rethink and then reduce then reuse then recycle that's still part of it and then re-earth which is the last one um, and if you like, I can quickly run through like what each of those means and uh, what they involve and include as far as yeah, the steps you need to take for helping to reduce your waste. Uh, yeah, the first one, rethink. It's really about implementing like more conscious. Just again, like I said, changing that mindset about the way you deal with waste and it, it can include like avoiding purchasing individually wrapped or packaged items or purchasing in bulk amounts to reduce packaging waste 
using paper or paperboard packaging over plastic or styrofoam. Um, buying local is always uh, a good option. Buying local products, um, including foods like the travel less distance and not require no packaging or uh, yeah, just less impact on the environment. Uh, and then, yeah, other things like just visiting your local library to um, to rent out a book instead of buying a book and then throwing it away when you're done or going to book club or something like that. So, again, yeah, it's rethinking um, is really the first step of just yeah, changing that mindset, thinking about when you're purchasing items or wanting to to go buy something, like what is the waste footprint involved with that purchase and thinking of how that can be reduced. Um, and then the second step is reduce, which is really just limiting the amount of waste produced. Um, think about like, and this is my biggest pet peeve, it's just those plastic water bottles that is a multi-billion dollar industry every year they're selling billions and billions of just plastic water bottles that you can get water for free from the tap but uh yeah for some reason people continue to to buy these things and that just drives me crazy like don't buy the bottled water like like, yes you can recycle the plastic but why do that when you just don't need the plastic at all you can just use a refillable bottle so um yeah, or uh, instead of using paper napkins or paper towels, they can be replaced with reusable cloth versions. Uh, single serve coffee pods, you can replace those uh, with compostable versions, or uh, plastic cups can be replaced with a reusable tumbler. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can just reduce your waste uh, just by again looking at things look differently and uh, yeah, not generating that waste in the first place that may end up either in the landfill or needing to be recycled um, yeah so we've got rethink reuse and then recycle uh, uh, oh wait no sorry I did rethink reduce now reuse is the third one uh, and that's uh, talks about using materials repeatedly, looking for more durable uh, products. Um, so yeah, look for new brand names that you know and trust and um, you know are going to last a long time instead of having to buy new ones every year because they break or fall apart or whatever. Um, buy something that's going to last a long time and that in itself creates less waste for things that are easily repairable uh, and also compare the price over the lifetime of the product and make sure that yeah uh, you're considering that whole life cycle uh, and again look for products that are locally made and handmade uh, and locally sourced with sustainable source materials uh, and there's the donation side of uh, reuse as well like Think of the items you may have that you can you can donate, like clothing, toys, books, dishes, 
cookware, furniture, it can all be donated uh, to Goodwill or uh, wherever and reused by someone else. Or you, you can go to the Goodwill and purchase those items, reuse those items. Uh, and then we get into recycling, which is, uh, which we've already talked about, making new products from old products. Uh, so think about, you know, when you're purchasing again, like, should you buy maybe a, an aluminum can instead of a plastic bottle, like aluminums? The recycling market's a lot better for that compared to plastic right now. So a lot of plastic is just, even though it may go to a recycling center, may end up just getting thrown away anyway, because there's just not a market right now. So consider those sorts of things. Uh, yeah, and I won't go into that anymore because we've already talked about that. And then the final step um, is re-earth, which is uh, basically composting. And composting is fantastic. I know, Ashley, you work a lot in the uh, food waste uh, industry. And, uh, yeah, it, it just helps with a huge part of our, our waste, um, which is that food waste uh, percentage that ends up yeah it definitely it definitely helps and also helps to put nutrients back into the soil which is is greatly needed as well because that's that's a big problem in itself as well true true and then also in thinking like to reduce your food waste like think about things like meal planning so that you're only buying food that uh, you really need and it can also help cut down on that uh, being created so uh, yeah by following those those five steps you got rethink reduce reuse recycle and re-earth um, you're going to dramatically reduce your your waste footprint there there's just not going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be going to the tr- going into your trash can and into the landfill if you follow those those zero waste steps Awesome. Yeah, I I think a lot of people get stuck in the, the 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 main three that you've always heard, reduce, reuse, recycle, and they don't think of, you know, actually rethinking before you even, um, you know, while you, before you're buying something, you know, actually think about, are you going to need all of this stuff that you're buying? Or is this something that's going to last that I can reuse it? Um, or will, will it be something that's easily recycled? So rethinking is something huge that a lot of people don't think about. And then of course, re-earth, like you said, composting is, uh, takes out a tremendous amount of volume that's going to go to the landfill. And then that organic waste also creates um, methane gas in landfills that is even uh, worse on, on the ozone and the environment than than uh, CO2, um, carbon dioxide. So, um, you know, just benefits and all that. So I appreciate you bringing all five, yeah, five of those, um, 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 I guess, bene- well, what, what would you call those? What are those categorized as? There's five tips that we, uh, that we like to outline. Uh, yeah, and I, I know we started out just talking about recycling and Recycling is great and has a lot of benefits that we that we discussed. But uh, yeah, we also want people to think beyond recycling and change that mindset. Think more holistically about waste, and not necessarily just, just trash, but as a resource. And 
Sweet. Well, Chris, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, and um, we're sorry it took so long to get you on here, um, but um, you'll definitely be back. We've got some other things that I'd like to talk to you about, but um, once again, just thanks for all you do for, for our office and for the state and for the environment. Um, it doesn't go un, unseen, and uh, you're always somebody that I can go to and ask about, um, you know, waste management and waste reduction and Ashley and I just wanted to say thanks again and uh, we'll talk to you soon well thank you yeah I enjoyed talking to you all today it's a it's a passion of mine so yeah I definitely don't mind sharing uh, my thoughts on on the topic and uh, yeah hopefully maybe change some people's minds about, uh, about waste management and yeah get, get people thinking of not just as trash, but uh, it's an actual resource. Exactly. Alright, so for the Ranger Report this month, instead of selecting a specific park to talk about, we're actually going to talk about all the parks um, and a program that is called Go Green With Us. So we've actually highlighted this before in one of the during one of the Ranger Reports. Um, I think it was actually episode 11. Is that correct, Ashley? That's right. So if you want a more comprehensive um, sort of deep dive into what Go Green With Us is, uh, go back to episode 11 and check out that Ranger report. So to give you just a a really high-level overview, uh, the Go Green With Us program started in 2015, and it began actually actually as a recycling initiative. Um, But the state parks have continuously improved their environmental stewardship while reducing their carbon footprint. Uh, Basically, we have developed... I say we, Kelsey in our office and um, Robin have uh, developed a a comprehensive guideline um, and that was released in 2017 to steer the parks in a path of sustainability um, throughout their entire operation. Yeah, so we actually do audits each year and uh, through those audits we then certify the parks as either a bronze, silver, gold, or a platinum park. Uh, which that can all be found on the website, which we will link. Uh, but just wanted to highlight just uh, a couple of cool uh, recycling um, examples from state parks. Um, they not only recycle in traditional sense uh, by recovering and recycling 580 tons of material, uh, which was in 2020, but they also take additional measures to recycle non-traditional items. So Montgomeryville State Park takes their shredded paper to the local animal shelter to be used as bedding. And then Radnor Lake State Park hosts an annual Trees to Trails program in which they accept used Christmas trees and turn them into mulch to be used on park trails. And this year they actually accepted over 700 trees that they turned into mulch to be used on the trails. Yeah, so... It just goes to show that um, we, we thought that this would be a, a cool thing to do um, for the Ranger Report, sort of highlight the Go Green With Us program that sort of started out as a recycling initiative for the state parks, but has grown you know significantly into, um, of course, recycling, conserving water, um, saving energy, reducing emissions, protecting species, all that. Um, but we wanted to sort of talk about since this episode is about recycling and waste management, we wanted to talk about um, all the great things that they, the, all of our state parks are doing um, for recycling. So like Ashley mentioned a little earlier, uh, for, for the 2020-2021 Go Green With Us 
um, metrics. All 56 state parks um, are currently recycling, so that's great to know. And then um, I think Ashley said this earlier, but there's this the 2020 and 2021 impact. Uh, we had over 580 tons of material that was recovered and recycled, um, and that's for the 2020 year. So that's pretty pretty exciting. And then to add on to that, um, we have three of our state parks that are actually um, composting, um, and the metrics for the 2020 year. Uh, those three parks um, composted 3.35 tons of food waste. So I mean. That's a pretty significant amount, and when you when you think about it, um, a lot of our state parks don't have um, um, restaurants or inns and stuff like that, so it's not really beneficial for them to compost. But the parks that do, you can see with that three point three five tons, that, that's a significant amount of of food waste that's taken out of the landfills. So we're really proud of our state parks, and we're excited to see where they go with the Go Green with This um, initiative. <laughs>